Blog Talk Radio. It's that time again. Time for some real talk about real issues to enhance your real life. Whatever you think, whatever you know, whatever you feel, Tanya doesn't mind talking about it. Get ready for some talk that is always rated to R. Because talk with Tanya has got to be relevant. Talk with Tanya has got to be refreshing. But most importantly, talk with Tanya has got to be real. Tune in right now for real talk with Tanya and
stop into love tonight because it is February and Cupid is back and all month long we're talking about love, relationships, anything that will kick real talk about real relationships because we want you to have healthy relationships. If you are a first-time listener, I want to welcome you to Real Talk with Tanya White. I'm your host, Tanya White. And listen, here we kick real talk about real issues to enhance your real life. And each and every show is rated R for being real, relevant, and refreshing. And tonight is no different. We're talking about dating on the job tonight. I know you say you'll never do it, but sometimes we fall and... We just try to see what it's like. We're going to be talking about dating on the job, the do's and don'ts. Should we do it? Should we not do it? And we have the relationship coach himself tonight, Ryo Sims. He's going to join us in a few moments to talk about uh, dating on the job and give his insights uh, about uh, what is healthy dating on the job. Is there such a thing? And we're going to ask him some questions. So if you have any great dating on the job stories, we want to hear from you uh, by calling 347-215-6446. And also, ladies and gentlemen, in our post about your book segment tonight, we have Michelle Larks. She has a new book coming out, and she's going to boast about that book. And so we're excited to have her on, and she's going to come on in about four minutes. But uh, before we get started, I have just a few announcements. And we want to say welcome to everyone's on the chat and on the line. Listen, call in tonight. We want to want you to share, be interactive, uh, because um, you know I can share some of my stories, but I feel like I've heard everything about Tanya White. So we want you to share. If you ever dated on the job, if you know someone who has and it worked out, we want to hear that story. Um, we want to encourage you to visit TanyaWhite.com. Uh, Tanya is T-A-N-Y-A, white is in the color.com. That is my personal website. You can sign up for our monthly newsletter called Tanya's Tips. Purchase my brand-new book, Girl, You Can Win, The Ten Highly Essential uh, Habits of a Winning Woman. That is available now. You can get it on my website right now uh, for 1010. We're going to have that in, until next Wednesday, February 10th, uh, and we will ship it out in Five days, you should receive it. But if not, you can also visit Amazon.com. This is my best book ever. It has tips, practical tips for women who are destined to win and determined to win. So listen, get that book. I also have three relationship books, conflict uh, management books, if you want to call them. I have the 99 Males Who Make Your Life a Living Hell, uh, Relationship Reruns, and How to Deal with with a difficult woman, they're all on the site. They're all on Amazon. Or if you're on uh, the show page, they should you should see them scrolling across there. Just click that, and it'll take you directly to Amazon.com. Listen, if you're looking for uh, low-cost marketing with high results, then listen, we encourage you and welcome you to become a radio sponsor here with Real Talk with Tanya White. Listen, we will promote you, encourage people to dr- go to your site, uh, support your event, and we have had phenomenal uh, feedback about from our sponsors uh, for that. And we have it at a low cost of $50 per month, and we will put it on the Facebook, Twitter, in our newsletter, uh, on all the announcements about the shows in the month that you decide to become a sponsor. Uh, so if you want to become a sponsor, again, you can visit TanyaWhite.com. Tanya is T-A-N-Y-A. White is in the color.com. 
or shoot us an email at realtalk at Tanya White. Listen, your sponsorship dollars go for great things here. We try to book the biggest, the brightest, and the best people, celebrities, authors, coaches, experts, and uh, listen, because of your feedback, it looks like we're doing a pretty good job. So we want to continue that and continue to upgrade that. So we need uh, a little help in uh, getting the people we need and sending all the prize listener giveaways. That's what your sponsorship dollars go to. $50 a month if you find it in your budget. budget. I know tax time is now. So if you want to uh, sponsor us for a month, we got some great shows February. we got some great shows lined up for March. And listen, people will... Go to your site, promote your event, and you will see a, a difference. So do that. Visit TanyaWhite.com or shoot us an email at RealTalk at Tanya White. Listen, I'm ready to get started on this hot topic, dating on the job. The show is going to be rated R for being real, relevant, and refreshing. Listen, if you have any stories tonight about dating on the job or um, that went well, went wrong, we would love to hear. We're going to talk about that around the 7.30 hour, but right now we're at our Boast About Your Book segment, and we have once again Michelle Larch. She is uh, the author of Till Debt Do Us Part, and I believe she has a brand-new book a set to release, so we're going to bring her on once again to the Real Talk with Tanya White show, Miss Michelle Larch, and she's going to boast about her wonderful uh, new book, with us, and we want you to get it. Hello, Miss Michelle. How are you? Okay, Tanya. How are you? I am fantastic today. Great. How's the weather where you are? Horrible. It's been pretty <laughs> steady in the 30s for the past week, but I hear we're having, for the next two weeks, very cold temperatures, and snow will start tonight. Oh, look. Now, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Chicago. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ooh, yeah, that's a different type of cold up there. Yes, it is. <laughs> well, listen, Michelle. Nothing so, to play with up here. <laughs> yeah, nothing, nothing. You have to bundle up. Listen, we're excited to have you back on the show once again, and you have a brand-new book out, correct? Right. It will be out in April. April 27th is the release date, and the name of the book is Faith. Faith? Faith. Faith. All right, mm-hmm. listen, Michelle. Now tell us uh, what inspired you to write this book. Now this is your third book, am I correct? No, I'm well. This is that till death do us part was my third book with Urban, and Faith okay. will be my fourth book. Okay, four number four. Does it get any easier? Number four. Writing. Does it get any easier writing? Uh, the the more books you uh, publish, does it get any easier? It is. It okay. is. Sometimes it's just hard to find the time, but. The writing is definitely easier. Right, right. So what inspired you to write a faith? I guess um, just thinking about women unable to bear children and how mm-hmm. it impacts their lives. Mm-hmm. And that's the main topic or I should say the storyline with faith. She's 40 years old. Her and her husband have been married for 20 years and the doctors have not been able to find a medical reason why she can't conceive. But God told her one day she was going to have a baby with her husband. He didn't tell her, or should I say give her the specifics as to how all of this was going to come about. And unfortunately, she was raped. And shortly after being raped or sexually assaulted, she became pregnant. 
Mm-hmm. And it drove a big wedge between her and her husband. Wow. And the marriage faltered. And I don't want to give away too much of it, but that's the gist of the storyline. Wow. So it sounds like, uh, you know, a, a lady-in-waiting type of story. story. Exactly. Abram. Well, she described it. She has the Sarah syndrome. Yeah. You know, just <laughs> waiting and waiting and but she never faltered in her belief that she would one day have that child. Wow. Now, listen, you deal with the physical child, but this is, you know, really helping me tonight because I have some, you know, some professional babies that I'm like, Lord, um, <laughs> you, know, you told me this 10 years ago, and today right. has been a really bad day for me. And I'm like, I'm, I was literally saying, you know, God, I give up. I'm through with it, and let me do something else. So, I need mm-hmm. this book because uh, even though I'm not trying to have a physical baby, I'm really trying to birth some uh, professional babies, and it does get hard when uh, right, you, right. your faith, you know, you had faith, and God, you know what God told you to do, and you know the promises he made, but, you know, in the living and out and dealing with not only yourself but other people, sometimes people like right, it, yeah. uh, not only with what they do but what they don't do. Uh, exactly. So, uh, I am very so this book was supposed to be a testament of um, my main character, Monet's faith, you know, okay. even though 20 years had elapsed and, you know, she did a lot of things beforehand, you know, I think she – went to altar call every Sunday. She mm-hmm. bathed in the spas in, um, in Arkansas. She even traveled to the Holy Land. And then mm-hmm. after all of that, God just told her to be patient. You know, one day her wish was going to come true. And, and you're right. You know, sometimes things go wrong, and it's it's really hard to hold on to that faith, but you just have to be more prayerful and just, you know, if it's meant for you, it's definitely going to happen, and God does answer prayer. Now listen, Michelle. Um, this this is a unique story. I've never read in a story, and and it's not to say nobody's written it about a woman who is she's struggling. You call it the Sarah syndrome, in this right? Okay, and that's good. So, uh, do you find as women, uh, you said your character have been married twenty years, have been trying that long. Do you find right. that women who cannot bear children and they really want to? that they lose some of their self-esteem and uh, how they view themselves as a woman? I think in some cases they do, but in the long run it doesn't, you know, it doesn't really matter. But I would have to say that some do because, you know, this is supposedly what women were put here for, to bear children. But as we know, our understanding is not God's direction. And, Whereas he may not have that in store for us, he may have something else. You know, you never can tell. Now, I'm pretty sure your character gets to a turning point. But what practical tips can you give somebody who is waiting, maybe uh, for a physical child? Um, um, now, with her adoption, of course, mm-hmm. um, I think back in back in the olden days, back in the 20s, 30s, 40s, I don't know if it's that prevalent now, relatives adopted children mm-hmm. um that was what monet actually wanted but her husband said you know either our biological child or no child wow. but adoption um mentoring children i think is a good way to take care of those maternal and paternal instincts 
um, just mentoring children in your family, taking care of them, you know, I think is another way to bring those instincts to the forefront. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, very true. Because I have nieces and nephews, and it's like, ooh, okay, I'm glad I can send them home after I... Right. <laughs> I'm waiting that. for those grandchildren, and all of my friends that have grandchildren, they always say the good thing about the grandchildren is that you can always send them home. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now, <laughs> now, besides faith, and we know faith is a major theme, what is another major theme in this book that people uh, can relate to? I think the um, breakdown of the marriage. Mm. That was, you know, he was just adamant, this is not my child. You know, we never, you were never able to conceive. You know, I want, basically he told her, either me or the child. And because they had been married 20 years, it wasn't that easy for him to just discard her. So, you know, he promised to stick around for the pregnancy, but he was pretty adamant that it wasn't his child. So I think outside of the um, her inability to conceive, just how the situation with the pregnancy during those nine months, how it really affected their marriage. Right, right. And, you know, we, we talk about the woman uh, when she's burned, how it makes her feel, but men go through uh, a lot. Exactly. Yes, they do, uh, definitely. Did you explore that in this book, his emotions? It definitely. You know, his feelings, how it made him feel inadequate as a man. And he also happened to be a policeman, too. Oh, So okay. it really tore him apart, you know, that this had happened to his wife. And his job is to take care of everybody in the city. So I really did, I think, a very thorough job of explaining both their feelings about the situation. Wow, wow. If you just joined us, we're talking... Uh, with our uh, Michelle Locks and our Boast About Your Book segment, she's talking about her new book, Faith, that will be released on April 27th, correct? Correct, right around the corner. Yes, it is. Now, can they, can we pre-order it? Um, Definitely. Amazon? It's on it's on Amazon for pre-ordering right now. Um, I have an excerpt on my website, so if anybody is interested in taking a sneak peek, they can certainly visit that, but definitely it's, it's available for pre-ordering. Okay, and what is your website, Michelle? www.michellelarks.com. All right. Now, why should readers, because, you know, I, I, I love reading, I love unique stories, but why should readers be excited about purchasing this book, uh, and who who do you think should purchase it, in your opinion? I think um, anybody, mostly women is my target, but I think it wouldn't hurt for men either just to read it from the male perspective. And I think um, it's just a, a good story about two good people trying to live their life for Christ, faced with a great crisis, and how they deal with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very, and we're going to talk about marriage later on in this month, uh, because uh, sometimes that can really rock a marriage when uh, you want a child and you can't produce. And like you said, uh, she was raped and got pregnant, uh, and her husband was a police officer. Uh, so that is, you know, that's a lot of things coming. At it me. is. And she's also, <laughs> excuse me, she's also a nurse of a wow. prenatal ward in a hospital. So those two professions, you know, were definitely vinegar and oil in that case. Her job is to take care of babies, 
particularly not being able to conceive, and his is to protect. So they were really, truly at odds with how to proceed. Wow, wow. Listen, we're going to get this April 27th. You can pre-order it now. Uh, how long did it take you to write this this book, uh, Michelle? I'm thinking maybe about, usually it takes me about three to six months, so it probably fell in that same time frame. Okay. What any advice you give uh, to aspiring writers about writing a book, uh, particularly first-time authors? I know uh, sometimes when you're a first-time author, you have uh, lofty goals sometimes <laughs> about publishing and a selling book. Any words of wisdom you can get to that first-time author who is the writing? first-time author? Mm-hmm. Just look at your first book as a good learning experience and like you said don't have real high lofty expectations because it's truly going to be a learning experience you're going to learn more than you ever would have imagined but you know if that's your dream your passion I definitely suggest you go for it because it's very rewarding in the long run yes yes it sure is if you have a burning desire listen uh, Michelle, any other projects after this? We know, I know this is your fourth book, so I know you've either working on one or you finished one. Any other? You're projects? exactly <laughs> right. I am putting the finishing touches on finally the sequel to Keeping Misery Company, okay. which was my first book released by Urban Books and was very well received, and many people asked for a sequel. And I am very close to being done with that sequel, very close. Wow. So we can expect that end of the year next year? Probably next year. Wow. So we can see what's happening with the Wilcox family, hopefully 2011. Yeah. Well, you know, that's really right around the corner also. You're right, because time goes by so fast these days. You're absolutely right. Yes. Well, thank you, Michelle. We're going to get faith. Uh, out when when is it out again? April twenty seventh. April twenty seventh. Available for pre order right now. And give them uh, your uh, website information uh, again. It is www.michellelarks.com. Well, thank you so much. We're gonna follow up with you later. If nothing else, you have a phenomenal week and stay warm. You too. Have you have a good week also and thanks once again for having me. I really appreciate it. Uh, no problem. We love having you here. And then when that uh misery keep a misery company drops, we're gonna have you back. Sounds good. All right then. Bye bye. Take care, thank you. Bye bye. If you just join Real Talk with Tanya White, we talked to Michelle Larks, uh, author of uh, the brand new book Faith. Uh she that is gonna be released April twenty seventh. Uh, and she is also the author of Keeping Misery Company and To Debt Do Us Part. Listen, get that book. That sounds uh, like another hit of faith. So especially if you know somebody who's struggling in their marriage with con- conception or uh, dealing with uh, things in their marriage, please get that book. Support Michelle Lark. Support everyone who comes on the show. Support me. Because, you know, we all are here to support one another, encourage one another, and help each other fulfill our destinies. Listen, we're set to talk to the relationship coach himself about dating on the job. But before we bring him on in just about three minutes, we're going to take a brief break, and we're going to uh, do a commercial break, and then we'll be back 
to talk to Rael Sims, the relationship coach, talking about dating on the job. Should we or should we not? Talk to you in about two minutes. I got 99 problems, but a bitch ain't one. If you have 99 problems, then one of these 99 males from hell just might be the culprit. This new release from renowned author Tanya White is not male bashing, but is about building healthy, drama-free relationships between men and women everywhere. This must-have informative guide helps women to identify the signs of men who are physically aggressive, sexually abusive, and emotionally obsessive. It will help them to protect themselves from men who bring mediocrity, mental breakdown, and melodrama. And it will also remind them to Celebrate the nine men who are special K and make life okay. And helps women to recognize the power of their femininity in order to help difficult males become dynamic men. Pick up your copy today at www.tanyawhite.com or www.amazon.com. And ladies, pick up another copy for a friend. Guaranteed she'll thank you. Man, I've been trying to call her all day. Where is she at? This is the fifth Christmas. That he promised that we were going to spend together. And here I am alone. He told me he was going out of town this weekend. But he never wants to tell me where he's going. It's funny. He always has to know where I'm going. Uh, it's the holiday once again. And I'm trying to call her and she's not answering her phone. I wonder where she could be. Hmm. Let me go see. Sick and tired of this, I am worth more than that. Author Tanya White reveals the secrets to having healthy, productive, and long-lasting relationships in her new book, Relationship Reruns, How to Break the Cycle of Choosing the Wrong People for the Right Relationship. Being trapped in a relationship rerun is extremely frustrating and emotionally draining. If you find yourself in an irritating cycle of unwanted, unsatisfying, and unhealthy relationship patterns year after year, then this book is sure to break the chains that keep you bound to having the wrong people in your life. The brand new book, Relationship Reruns, How to Break the Cycle of Choosing the Wrong People for the Right Relationship, and also How to Deal with a Difficult Woman, is now available by logging on to www.tanyawhite.com. Once again, that's www.tanyawhite.com. Pick up your copy today. today. All right, we are back. We don't want any more drama this one, especially with Valentine's Day. About 10 days away, sometimes we're scurrying around trying to find that Valentine's for just that day that we forget that there's the day after the week after, and we make unhealthy relationship choices. And sometimes one of those unhealthy relationship choices is to date on the job. Listen, we're going to bring on the relationship coach himself. I believe this is his third time on here. He kicks real talk about relationships. He helps us to prepare ourselves to prevent from repairing ourselves. So, listen, without further ado, we're going to bring on Riel Sims, once again, I believe it's his third time at Real Talk with Tanya White. And welcome, Mr. Sims. How are you? Oh, great, great. Thank you for having me. Thank you for agreeing to be on the show once again. How have you been? I've been great. I've been great. What about yourself? Listen, busy, trying to uh, trying to keep, keep, keep it on. Yeah, 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 I heard that, definitely. Yeah, yeah so I'm so honored to be on this show once again. Yes, we're going to talk about... Back Together Again. Yes. That's the song you should have played. <laughs> Listen, 
try to find so but listen, we're gonna talk about dating on the job. And that's one of your specialties, correct? Yes. Yes. Listen. Doctor, I always call you doctor. You do. <laughs> you do. You must need to go that's back. That's all right. I'm <laughs> used to it. I'm used to it. And I'm going to get my doctor. So, you know, just because yeah. of you, as soon as I go over that stage, you're definitely going to be at that graduation, okay? Listen, every time. And I don't, it just comes out. So it must be confirmation to your spirit. That's you right. Know, tell us who you are in your own words. Well, I'm a relationship coach, licensed and certified, and marriage educator, and I'm also a motivational speaker. I speak in prisons. I help women and men. I help youth in correctional centers, too, as well. I speak in high schools. I also counsel couples and singles, and as you said earlier, as my quote helping you prepare yourself to prevent repairing yourself. Mm-hmm. I'm Tavis Smiley's Youth to Leaders um, Relationship Coach for their institute as well. And I'm just here to help people, just mm-hmm. to help them with their relationships. Yeah, you've been doing this for almost 20 years, correct? Um, yeah, yeah, it's been a very long time. Almost 20 years. So we have had we got an expert on tonight. So if you have any questions for Ryo Sims, call three four seven two one five six four four six. Now Ryo, we're just gonna go right to it. Okay, Baby. you know one more thing. Go ahead. I always forget, so I gotta get a habit of saying it because people go, "Why you don't mention that?" Okay. That I also work as an advisor for the movie industry. So when people are doing films, and I'm from the industry. Mm-hmm. And I help people with their scripts when they're writing a love theme type movie, mm-hmm. and people who are writing songs, and people who are actually writing books, novels about love. Mm. Okay, so let's get right into it. I, I always didn't forget know that, that part. about you. So that's so awesome. Yes, yes. So you know your stuff. You know your stuff. I right think so. I think I know a little bit. <laughs> that's why I keep calling you doctor because you know your stuff. <laughs> Listen, to date on the job or not to date on the job, that is going to be our question. You're going to help us decide, you know, because we spend most of our day at work. Um, So sometimes it is inevitable to uh, pursue relationships on the job. Uh Now, you know, I have dabbed in that, (laughs) Uh Uh dating on the job. Right. It wasn't a pleasant experience, right? Uh, but uh, I did learn some things. What is it possible? Let's start there. Is it possible to have healthy uh, dating relationships uh, on the job? I think it's possible. I do think it's possible as long as you do the necessary steps. Okay. And that first step is to discuss the situation, the to know that this is a point that can be a little edgy dating on the job. Well, I think it's where people have to come together and understand what are the pros and what are the cons. Mm-hmm. And I think most people don't think about that 
And I understand why, because when those chemicals hit, mm-hmm. when you find that person at work and you go, oh, my God, and everything gets in the way and you're totally blind mm-hmm. into doing your homework, and that's for the both of you, the couple, to actually sit down and communicate the pros and cons with each other, what could happen. And also, during that conversation, each one should be a great listener. Mm. Well, and, listen, uh, Rael Sims, I'm, call, I'm just going to call you doctor, Dr. <laughs> Sims. Um, yes. You hit the first one, you said discuss. Um, you know, we normally don't do that. We no. don't discuss even relationships, dating, off the job. We don't discuss the Absolutely. pros and the cons because we're just going on emotion Absolutely. and we're riding the high of the way, especially this time. This time right now, nobody's discussing anything because we're thinking about getting those those bouquet of roses, that big yes. teddy bear, yes. delivered at work, you know, having, you know, great dinner, having the, you know, the, yes. the, the, the perfect sexual escapade yes. on February 14th. We're not discussing anything right now. Right, so, right. When you right. say discuss pros and cons, right, right. automatically it's, that takes me to two people who are emotionally mature mm-hmm. and have a vision about what they want in dating. Absolutely. And you said the key word, emotionally stable. Mm-hmm. Because that's one of the key reasons why we should sit down and have a conversation about this because that person may not be emotionally stable. Mm -hmm. And you get into the relationship at the workplace and realize that this person has management, anger management problems, right? Mm -hmm. And jealousy problems Mm -hmm. and people problems. <laughs> right? Yeah. And you discover this because I mean you it's too late. You're in a relationship at the workplace. You went to lunch, you stayed at lunch like 5 minutes later. Uh <laughs> she's coming back from 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 lunch or he's coming back from lunch, right? Mm-hmm. And somebody happens to be right behind that person. But they didn't go to lunch together. <laughs> Somebody just happens to come in at the same time. You see him coming in and a lady behind her. He, you know, or she's coming in and the guy behind her, right? Yeah. So then he goes, the it goes the jealousy now. Here comes the jealousy. Mhm. Who was that? Who'd you go to lunch with? I I went by myself. Mm-hmm. Now, he's having a conversation with you. Mhm. That can escalate at the workplace. At the workplace. Yeah, yeah. Right? So we never knew he was like that or she was like that because we didn't take out time also to see what this person is like, to see what type of behaviors this person has before we commit ourselves into a relationship with that person. Mm-hmm. Now, the good thing about working together, too, is to use that as an advantage of somebody that you're interested in and getting to know before you let that person know that you're interested in them. Right. Right? 
Right. See what kind of person that person is because that's one of the great advantages of working with someone yeah. is that you can get to know that person by working with them before you actually jump into that relationship. Yeah, right? and we usually share uh, more intimate uh, information with people we work with more so than absolutely. <laughs> you know, are close to us, so you really get to know people. And I wanted to bring up a point because you said, you know, you get to know people. Really, before you get to know them, you can observe their behavior. Mm -hmm. uh, you said something Absolutely. about, you know, the jealousy. You can observe how they treat coworkers, That's how they right. treat clients. Why do you think that even all those warning signs are there uh, that people still pursue, <laughs> you know, you know he's or she cannot talk to clients who give them money and help them keep their job. They're not nice or, uh, you know, to clients So who who they don't know. Right, right, right. So. And, and sometimes we jump in to based on what we talked about before, based on our, our, on our, on our chemical emotions, yeah. right? And, two, sometimes we jump in because of the status of, of that employee or employer because mm -hmm. you know, maybe it's it's the boss, right? We're going to get to that too. You know, so so we have to really be careful <laughs> without doing our homework uh, based on those things too, based on the chemicals, just based on, oh, my God, whenever I'm around him, I just lose my mind. Crazy you know, love. Well, Crazy love. Well, being <laughs> conscious of losing your mind and what that means. A lot of people aren't conscious of it. They love that feeling. You know, that's that altered state of consciousness, that euphoria, right? Yeah. So they don't take out time to uh, figure out, well, what's really going on with him besides the way I'm really feeling. And like you said, you, you, there's, there's plenty of time to evaluate that person, mm -hmm. to check out that person's behavior, you know. And um, that's one of the major things, you know, not to be a vacuous thinker. Open your mind. Open your mind. Open your mind and be patient. I think Very a lot patient. of us are not patient. Uh, and, you know, we just rush into things. And uh, and, and I know from a woman's point of view, some, I, I've done this many times. Oh, I, he's not going to act that way with me. That's an excuse. Right. Even though I've seen this happen. Oh, he's he's not gonna act that way with me because mm -hmm. you know I'm different. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Absolutely, that is very absolutely very, uh, leads you absolutely. down quick crazy fatal attraction there fatal attraction type, type of relationship. And some people are turned on by that too. You know, depending on that person's position at the job. Yes. Sometimes what we display from that person is the aggressiveness that that person is giving out, depending on that person's position, where he has to be very aggressive, that he has to be very dominant, right? Mm -hmm. He has to be very controlling. He has to control mm -hmm. the, uh, the situation or the, 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 the department that he's in mm -hmm. or the people or the clients that he has or she has. So you get turned on by that power, that that person possess, right? Right. And thinking, wow, that oh, he's strong. I that's what I need in my life, a strong man. Well, that's what I need in my life, a strong woman. 
-hmm. But when it comes to, when it relates to relationships, just imagine all of those qualities that you see this person that uh, possesses, then this person will possess those same qualities in a relationship toward you. If he's very dominant, he's going to dominate you. Right. (laughs) Yes, he will. (laughs) Uh, Yes, he will. Because that's his life. That's his life. That's her life. And don't you think that that even though uh, when you're off the job, you're dating somebody on the job, when you're not at work, you're still at work in your mind. Mm -hmm. Uh, Absolutely. uh, And you talk about the boss, uh, because there are a lot of relationships where uh, bosses date subordinates. Yes. Uh, And in your opinion, let's just go ahead and talk about that. Do you think that is uh, appropriate or uh, or could can be healthy a healthy situation? I think if, I I think that's where you really really have to pay a lot of attention with. Yeah. And with that, you have to understand what's your goals and what's your position because now you have a boss. He's interested in you. Now, this boss has to tell you what to do mm-hmm. at work, whether it be, whether it, especially if woman boss, man employee. Yeah. Right? So it's kind of like on the borderline with that. And especially for male boss, female employee. Mm-hmm. You have to know that he's the boss. And you're not the only woman that's attracted to his power. Oh. Ouch. Yep, that's true. <laughs> right? I mean, and now, now let's talk about biology for a second. I understand, woman, mm-hmm. that she is attracted to power. Yes, we are. Power men. And that's natural. Mm-hmm. That's natural because one man is attracted to a man that's going to take care of business, right? And it comes across as that male who has that power, that stick intuitiveness, that business sense, that male who's taking care of business, one man senses his DNA as that he could take care of me, which means what one man is looking for is what? Security and safety. Right, and mm-hmm. not only for her, but for her offspring, for her child. Mm-hmm. So we understand why woman is attracted to that type of power, right? But we have to be careful and to understand that you're not the only female that's attracted to that power. Now, he, now the male with the power knows that he has the power of all of these females at, at his place of business. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like, well, I can have any one of these women that I want because I know that they're attracted to me for my power. Yeah. One, I'm possibly the owner or the manager or the vice president, right? Yeah. And is he interested in me for me or is he interested in me because he knows that because the position that he's in, he can manipulate me into telling me, I can put you in another position, in a higher position. I can promote you. Yeah. Whoa, because you definitely have to watch out for that, yeah. right? 
I can promote you. He can promote you, he can fire you. And fire you. <laughs> and most of the time that's what happens. Most of the time that's what happens. I I I tell you I'm going to promote you, right? Yeah. And then get what I want and when I'm done, I will create a reason to fire you. Mhm. And most of the time you will detect that there is another woman involved. I mean, you, you you will see it. You can feel it. Women have that innate instinct, right? Yes, they do. You know, you will feel that. You will notice that you are no longer going to lunch. You will notice that you're <laughs> no longer going to these big meetings or you're going to those uh, those organizations that he's invited to, right? Yeah. You know, you will notice that now that he's gotten what he wanted, that you're no longer there. And now what's, what's going on with my promotion, right? It's not so a... It's gone. It's gone. The promotion <laughs> is gone. It's, you know, hey, yeah, your yeah. promotion was your promotion was <laughs> being single and dating the boss. Exactly. You know, and that's that's your promotion. You know, and then you don't know the boss's uh, behavior patterns either. You don't know how he is until you get involved and realize. That wow, you know, I want to be with him all the time, right. and now he's telling you, "Hey, look, we got to keep the secret." Yes, we got to keep it on the down low, and you and know, that then you with your mind, and from a woman's point of view, mm-hmm. that messes with your mind and your self esteem. Absolutely, and, and you automatically become paranoid. But on that same note, let's switch it from mm-hmm. corporate to church because mm-hmm. I I know a few single, and, and some married, pastors right, who right. date their uh, church members. Right, right. That causes a, a great deal of drama. Yes. Is yes, there? Is there, because what you said, you know, because uh, sometimes on, on the on the ugly side of it, when mm-hmm. you're a pastor, you have – the the anointing is attractive. The position is attractive, and everybody uh, who is attracted to that pastor is in the back of her mind is thinking, "I'm the first lady," uh, even though she doesn't have that officially ti- official title. And there's a lot of uh, cat fights that start. I've seen it for myself. Is there a healthy way for a pastor, uh, and single, mind you, uh-huh. single pastor to date? Uh, within his congregation it is a healthy way of doing it a professional mm-hmm. way of doing it mm-hmm. and a way because you know we think about the old school way of dating because actually we have found that more relationships more marriages when you ask if it's church a club or the workplace, it's coming out of the workplace. Mm-hmm. Because of so much time that we're spending at work and little time that we have after work, mm-hmm. right, that a lot of couples are meeting at work. In church, it's not the same fact that you're in church as much as you are at work, right? Okay. And you meet somebody in church, 
once again, it still comes to the point as how you're going to treat your boss. Okay. Because, you know, when you're talking about church, you're talking about now, when we're talking about power and being attracted to, we're talking about a man who is giving the word. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. We're talking about the man who is giving the word of God. I mean, what more attractiveness can you see in a person than a man that is articulate, than a man who is intelligent, than a man that can quote, right, yeah. and that that looks highly up to God? I mean, that's one of the one of the major turn-ons to a woman, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, and so you really have to treat that the woman. It's not necessarily, I mean, yes, the, the minister too, and, and I want to get on that about the ministry and corporations and what we could do about that. Right. But, but, you know, woman really have to stay conscious and understand the days of old. We've heard so many things about ministers, right? right. You know, sleeping with people. But we're talking about single ministers. Right. Now, we can't cut them off for love because right. they're human too, Right. Right. And and we can't say, well, ministers have to only find love outside of the church. If he finds someone that's, that's very interesting to him and her in the church, there's ways of doing it where your business is not out there, you know, and people talking about, oh, you know, he's dating this person, he's dating that person. But you have to do it in a professional way. And you have to... You have to explain now. Some ministers really try to keep it on the down low. Okay. Yeah. If if the down low word comes out on both ends, boss and minister, right? That's a warning sign. Mm, warning that's sign. a straight warning sign. That's a straight, straight warning sign because if somebody's interested in you, they're not worrying about what people think. I'll right? say that again, uh, Rael, Dr. If, if someone is interested in you, they're not worrying about what people think. Right. Okay? And if you don't have a whole lot of women, and vice versa now, you know, I'm talking about corporate too as well. You have women that's, you know, bosses now and vice presidents. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, if they're keeping it a secret, then most likely it's not a secret to the employees. It's a secret to the other women or to the other men. Right, because it, going on what what you said, if they really like you, then they don't care what other people think. There's going to be a way that they carry themselves, that they interact with you. So uh, it won't be like off, off, office gossip or church gossip, but it's like a purity, sort of say, in, in the way you all carrying the relationship out. Absolutely. Yeah. It's not going to be It's not going to be any all that, because... Yeah, that download word is, uh, like I say, it automatically, women, coming from a woman, paranoia starts and distrust starts. Uh, it's like a hidden, forbidden, secret type of thing. Absolutely, absolutely. And you're not respecting yourself. Right. You're not respecting yourself. So it's really something that you just have to be, you know, just just conscious of. Yeah. You know, what are the things that I should do to just stay conscious? Stay conscious of it. Just now, we stay are, conscious of it. Our time has quickly gone. Oh. We have like three minutes. I cannot believe it. Oh, wow. Yeah. So sum it up. You, uh, one thing you said is discuss the pros and cons. Yes, discuss the your, pros and cons. Understand yeah. each other's behavior patterns, right? Right. 
understand, ask the right questions, you know, see what the person is like. See, you know, you can ask really good questions about relationships. See if that person respects himself. Keyword, see if that person respects himself. If he doesn't respect And what does that look like, Rael? What does that look like, someone who respects himself? You know, this is a person who cares about how he eats, cares about how he treats himself, cares about how he looks, cares about how he presents himself. Mm -hmm. If that person doesn't care about those things about himself, he's not going to respect you. Mm -hmm. Like my quote is, one of my quotes is, respecting yourself is knowing yourself in order to love yourself. Mm -hmm. You must make sure that that person respects himself. If he doesn't, he's not going to respect you at the workplace. Right. Right. One of the major, major things, he's not going to respect you. Making sure that the person is not trying to get with you because of the position that you're in. If you are a su supervisor woman, making sure that he is not trying to date you so, he could, so, so you could promote him mm -hmm. or so uh, he could promote you. Make sure that he's just not telling you those lip service. Right, giving you the lip service of telling you, hey, I love you, I care about you, I want to promote you. Be careful with those things, too, as well. Just make sure that this person is sincere about being in a committed relationship with you. Don't jump too fast into the relationship either. Make sure you do your homework to find more things, ask questions, check out his, his, his behavior pattern, making sure that the person is, is pretty much has it going on mentally, okay? You know, and, and just don't rush into it as well. Just make sure that it's not about sex, you know, as well. Just make sure. And just make sure. And, and we know, ladies and gentlemen, we know uh, discernment, gut feeling, whatever you want to call it, uh, mm -hmm. when we're rushing into something uh, because we, we don't listen to those voices or reasons that we usually listen to and we mm -hmm. isolate ourselves. Mm -hmm. uh, and and, th and sometimes there's there's a blanket of shame over uh, us when we're doing something or rushing into a relationship we know is bad for us, but like mm -hmm. you said, we're just flowing on those emotions. Most that's right. right. That's right. And check out the work policy too as well. Oh, Make sure definitely. you do that. You know, especially a lot if you're of in the boss, if you're huh? boss, especially if you're in the boss. That's right. Policy about that's, dating on the job. That's right because you don't want to get fired. You want to make sure what are those work policies are. And pretty much of the, the work policies today, today, they're not as, as strong as they used to be. Mm -hmm. You know, they're, right now people are understanding, employers are understanding that people are actually meeting each other at work. You know, and it's, you know, as far as the, the, the policies in major corporations, they don't really have them. They don't really have uh, dating policies. They have harassment policies, policies, mm -hmm. but not dating policies where you cannot date, right? Mm -hmm. But uh, some corporations have it where they, um, they they have a limit of what you could display at work as a couple. Like, like, can you not, you know, tongue kiss right in the middle of the office in front of everybody, you know? Yeah the hugging and all of that stuff, you know. So check out the policy, you know, the relationship policy. And that's pretty important, too, as well. And it's there for people to find out, too. It's not, like, embarrassing where you have to ask somebody, can I read the policy? The policy should be there where you can look it up or probably even look it up on the Internet for your job policy for romance in the workplace. Yeah. Uh, once again, Rael, you've been awesome. 
Give us your contact information, how people can book you, get product. Where can we go? Yes. Uh, my, my, if, if, if you want to speak to me personally, my counseling number is area code 323-571-3808. My website is therelationshipcoach.net. You can also reach me on Facebook, too, as well. You can just look me up, R-Y-E-A-L, Sims, S-I-M-M-S, two M's. And I also have a page, Ask the Relationship Coach, Ryle Sims, on Facebook, too, as well. And, uh, and Or just Google me. Google. Yeah, I know people Google. don't like that today. That's the new thing now. And people are going, excuse me? Google yeah. you. <laughs> Google yeah. you. That, that's the quickest way. If you can't remember or listen to the archives of this show, or you can contact me, Tanya, at TanyaWise.com. I will give you right. his information. Right, yeah. We love you on Real Talk. Yes. We're going to ha- definitely have you back uh, this year. Yes. And pretty soon. Yes, um, thank you. So we will follow up with you later and listen quickly, to date or not to date, what would you say? I, I say I say to date. I say today, just do it in a mature way. Do it in a mature way. Mature way. Mature, y'all. Don't rush. Listen, Rael, we're going to follow up with you later. You have a wonderful night. Okay, you too. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Listen, today or not today, do it maturely. Don't rush into anything. Listen, uh, y'all, love is love. We all need it. We all want it. But sometimes we let our emotions get the best of us. Take your time, do your homework, uh, have a goal. I like what Rael said, have a goal for what you Listen, next week we're talking about the single mother. We're giving some SOS tips for the single mother. We all have Denise Bowles on and in our Boast About Your Book session, Patricia Bridwell. We're talking about relationships all this month. Visit TanyaWhite.com, get relationship reruns, the 99 males who make your life a living hell, how to deal with a difficult woman, and my brand-new book where I'm empowering women to win, A Girl You Can Win, on TanyaWhite.com, or it is available right now on Amazon.com. Listen, we're going to close out with India Ari. Are you ready to love? I know we all are ready to love. Uh, But we're going to love right, we're going to love real, and we're going to love healthy. Talk to you guys next week. Love ya.
best 